0: Tax,
1: tax, which is always exciting. GST That's
0: a great idea. A more efficient tax.
1: tax. Due diligence now. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to Tax Wrap. Uh, we're on episode thirty-seven this week. My name is Nathan. You're joined by Letty and Andy. How are we doing, guys? Oh, great. We're good. That's good. Good to hear. Now, tax time can be an especially busy time for people with rental properties. Uh, There are lots of expenses and deductions to consider and factor in, but the tax office wants to make sure that taxpayers with rental property interests are doing the right thing. Now that's where this latest building confidence update comes in. We want to cover it off and it's got some really helpful case studies in there. So Andy, there are four focus areas that uh, the tax office is looking at with this building confidence update. Uh, The first of which is excessive deductions being claimed for holiday homes. Now, it goes into a little bit more detail here. Deductions can only be claimed for the periods the property is rented out or is genuinely available for rent and should be limited to the amount of income earned when the property is rented to family or friends below market rates. So is there any more light that we can shed on this? Yeah, but basically, Nathan... um so one of the things with
2: rental, uh, with rental properties, particularly holiday homes, is that um, a condition is that it has to be available for rent. So you've got to you know post it onto the website and you've got to find somebody uh, at that particular point in time that's when you can start claiming uh, deductions for various expenses that you uh, may incur, so i.e. Uh, interest deductions, which is typically the biggest uh, expense for a property. So in that regard the tax office is uh, seeing some situations whereby uh, people who own holiday homes are saying, well look, you know this holiday home is actually being actively rented and so we should be claiming deductions or alternatively they might be seeing situations where you know the property is actually being rented you know to a friend or family member and the rent being charged is actually you know a very nominal amount mm-hmm. and you're claiming these really big Deductions, because you're saying, well, look, hang on a sec, I'm actually renting this uh, this property out to you know uh, to, to, to to my cousin. Mm-hmm. So in in that regard, Nathan, um, in in those particular situations, what the tax office has said is that if you were in that situation you're, where you're renting to somebody at less than arm's length, the uh, the, uh, the value of the deductions that you can claim or is capped at the value of that nominal rent. So if I rented, uh, you know, my place to you for for 10 Mm -hmm. bucks, the extent of the deductions that I can claim is limited to to that amount, 10. Sure, so
0: Nathan, think about it this way. You own a nice property on the beach on the Gold Coast Mm -hmm. and we're in the middle of the Melbourne winter. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. You you, you, you usually, you know, you're rich enough to just have the house sitting there and you usually just go up, you know, every few weeks mm-hmm. soak up some sun. Andy comes to you and says, look, I'm a bit oh overworked it's really cold in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to go up there and you're thinking, oh, that could be a good way to get me some extra rental deductions. Um Andy paid me a dollar a day <laughs> and he's up there for two weeks, pays you fourteen dollars. And you think that you can take your full deductions for those two weeks? Well, that's that's exactly what the tax office is um, aiming at. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. That will limit your deduction to the falling dollars. Okay. Those rates are clearly clearly below market rates, and and for our listeners, also rest assured that when we're saying that um, deductions are only claimable when the property is being rented out, it also includes a period when you're genuinely trying to rent it out. So, um, if if you're putting it on all the websites and through real estate agents and so forth for a couple of weeks and there's not much interest, as long as it's been genuinely marketed uh, as it being available for rental, then you can still claim deductions for that
1: period. So on the face of it, it looks like a win-win situation for Andy to um to be able to rent my uh, Gold Coast chalet for only $14 for two weeks. But well, it's good
0: for here, not so good for you. I'm
1: happy to stay there for $14 yes. a <laughs> day. That's definitely yes. a good deal. And that sort of refers to this first case study here. Now, I'll try and abridge this as best I can, but essentially, mm. uh, the tax office amended a taxpayer's return to disallow deductions claimed for a holiday home. The taxpayer rented the home to family and friends during the year at less than market rate. They also provided brochures about the property Uh, But the only place the brochure was distributed was at their business premises, which didn't have a large clientele. The nightly rent advertised was much higher than that of surrounding properties and the pattern of income did not match the advertised rate or the requirement for a five-night minimum stay. The deductions in this case were limited to the amount earned from family and friends because realistic efforts to let the property were not made, rather the property was mainly for the taxpayer's personal use. This meant the taxpayer had to pay more tax and a penalty was imposed. That's pretty much that exact... That's mm, correct. Yeah, about, yeah. One, yes. of, one of the things that you know they pointed out as well was you know
2: they're charging an excessive rent as well. So basically, they're trying to price people out of the market. So mm-hmm. they don't actually, they're not actually actively renting out that that property. So that's that's another distinction to make with this particular sure. arrangement.
1: Now, this next focused area: husband and wives yeah. inappropriately splitting rental income and deductions for jointly owned. Properties. Now, I didn't actually know that this was an area of concern for the ATO, so that's kind of interesting. But what does this refer to specifically?
2: Yeah, this this is uh, in relation to situations where, say, for example, you have one spouse, one spouse is making, say, for example, taxed at the top marginal rate, mm-hmm. making in excess of 180000 You might have another spouse at home uh, looking after the kids, for example. Um, the tax office is concerned with situations where, you know, if you do have a rental property, you're pushing some of that. Uh, Uh, Pushing some of that income to, you know, um, to the spouse on the lesser income, so that they tax get taxed at a lower marginal rate, and you know, the uh, the spouse on the higher income uh, might be claiming the deductions for those expenses. Now, as a general rule of thumb, um, interest uh, deductions and income um, get recorded according to your legal interest. So, if you um, if you and your spouse own a property jointly, then the whether it's a negatively geared loss or whether it's you know income that's been derived from the property if it's the property's positively geared it will be allocated based on that legal interest so if it's jointly held it will be 50 50 Mm -hmm. and that's how it should be uh, taken up so i think from the tax officer's perspective they've seen situations whereby that allocation isn't in accordance with that that legal interest and so that's where a lot of these concerns are arising because um, the Simply put, you cannot cherry pick. Um, yep. You know the income and the deductions to go to um, whichever uh, spouse, notwithstanding that you know they jointly own the property or they both have an, uh, an interest in that property.
1: Now it says here in the case study that corresponds to this focus area. Some people have even included the income in low-income earners' returns and the deductions in high-income earners' returns, which is something that you alluded to. These types of arrangements attract high penalties where we believe they've been done deliberately. So how does the tax office establish that something's been done accidentally as opposed to deliberately?
0: Well, they look at all the facts and circumstances surrounding the case. I know that's a very fluffy answer, (laughs) but that's that's the only answer we can really give. But basically, um, with the penalty regime, and this is not just for rental properties, it's for anything, Mm. it's staggered. So the amount of penalties that will be charged, it really depends on to use terms that aren't tax terms, the seriousness of the crime, really. Look, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you basically just made a silly mistake and forgot to check your work mm-hmm. before lodging your return, then they're going to be a lot more lenient with penalties yeah. than if you go out of your way to make sure that that, that there's some sort of tax avoidance yeah, happening. Yeah. So that's what this is talking about. Um, and so they look at all the facts and circumstances. Once again, if it looks like the husband types in the wrong number or something like that, mm-hmm. they're going to be a lot softer on that couple then if it's clearly, if they've clearly sat there and worked through the numbers and said, yep, let's deliberately, deliberately avoid tax yeah. by pushing deductions to the high-income person and income to the low-income person, and using that example, it's not even like what we were saying before where it's not straight 50-50, it yeah. might be 30-70. At least that's in proportion. <laughs> yeah. In these sorts of cases, we're saying income goes to one and deductions go to the other, which is... Which, which is you can hardly say that's that's just a typo. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Now, interest deductions being claimed for the private uh, proportion. Sorry, I've skipped one. We're going back Stop. to claims no for problem. repairs and maintenance shortly after the property was purchased. Now, this one interests me because I didn't actually know that you couldn't uh, claim large repairs and maintenance uh, – sorry, initial repairs and maintenance – to a property, they're not deductible straight away. Why is that?
0: Well, it goes back to what we were saying before. It's the same principle as what we were saying before um, in relation to deductions being allowable when the property is properly available for rent or being rented out. And so a lot of these initial... um, repairs and maintenance expenses. Look, there's no hard and fast rule of thumb. It's not like if, if, after two weeks you can deduct it, mm-hmm. uh, or after three days you can deduct it. Sometimes it could be three days, sometimes it could be two weeks. Okay, It's it's really as opposed, if you buy rental property, you think, oh, I'd like to rent this out in the future, but first I want to build an extension, uh, well, not build an extension, but first I, I need to fix up um, all, the, all the stuff so that I can actually put it on the market. So that, that's the period of time that he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he can shed more yeah, light on
2: this. And, and, and the other thing, Nathan, is that it can also be on capital accounts. So initially, those initial sure. spends yeah. um, on... Um, renovating a property so that it's you know fit for purpose, that it, you know can be in a form that you can rent it, mm-hmm. uh, is usually a capital expense. And you know, as you can see in this uh, example again, this case study that the the tax office has got, you know, the taxpayer in this particular case um, wanted to improve, you know, the, the property they've just purchased, and so, mm-hmm. you know, and they've received a, an invoice from the interior developer say for the uh, refurbishment, mm-hmm. you know, in quotation marks, of the property. So. And further documentation detailed the scope of the refurbishment, was incl- which included completely stripping the property and replacing old fixtures, fittings um, with new. So they're fairly substantial repairs. And so, yeah. you know, straight off the bat, the tax office will look at this and say, well, look, these are really substantial repairs. You should be claiming depreciation deductions or, or capital works deductions because they're, they're fairly significant. So they're, that's a, another that's clear example where, you know, you should be very aware that those sorts of uh, expenses shouldn't typically, off the bat, be deductible. The the law does allow for certain repairs and maintenance costs to be uh, deductible, but um, but these particularly things such as initial repairs, you always need to have a, a you know you always need to have your little little light on mm-hmm. just just to be aware that uh, that could pop up.
1: Okay. Now going to our fourth uh, interest uh, focus area interest deductions being claimed for the private proportion of loans now to be honest this doesn't make an awful lot of (laughs) sense to me so I'm hoping we can explain a little bit more detail
0: let's go over to the Gold Coast house because you're so rich you decide that you don't really need to work you can just live on the Gold Coast during the Melbourne winter right and you live there privately but because you've got Three stories. Mm-hmm. No, let's just call it two stories. <laughs> <laughs> so the numbers work out easier. you got two, two stories and, and both stories are, you know, have a kitchen bath and whatever. And you decide, look, I live in that house all alone. Uh, this is all this empty space and there's all these students around so mm-hmm. what you decide to do is rent out the top floor to students okay. the entire top floor and you just live on the bottom floor and this is why i'm using two stories because we can use simple 50 50 <laughs> yes, yep, yep. and so what this is basically saying if you rent out 50 percent of your house the top floor to those students then you are entitled to claim 50 percent of the interest expenses on your mortgage and other relevant expenses okay uh but what you can't do is say, because I'm renting out part of my house, I'm going to claim everything.
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah, so so that's a very, uh, you know, straightforward example sure. where the tax office will there's look at it and say, well, look, you know, you're, you're claiming 100% when you should yes. only be claiming 50%. 50% so it would right.
1: be a, the, the equivalent of you claiming for both floors. In that's like, yeah.
0: w- while you're living privately in 50% of the house. Yes. Yep. Yep.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different, you know, scenarios oh, with absolutely. respect to, you know, uh, sort of interest deductions, you know. Another one could be where you know you might have a uh, you know one of those withdrawal facilities. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on the nature of the loan facility, of course, and you know you pull the funds out. You know, with respect to an investment property, to apply that those funds for a private purpose, for example, you, you might buy, use it to buy a car. So, they're the types of scenarios where um, you know we're of the view that the tax office will look at it a little bit more closely, mainly because the that the funds aren't being used for that primary purpose which is to you know to to derive rental income so mm-hmm. so that's an area that the tax office is is looking at the 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 um the building confidence website's excellent it's got you know some examples in there and it's also got a link to a number of a series of short videos mm-hmm. which uh, outline these r- various aspects
1: fantastic well there you have it listeners those who own rental properties and those who are advise people who own rental properties. Uh, we hope that this has shed some light on it. And now you know where the tax office is looking. Sure, and so, you don't know
0: to you, you charge for more than $14 for his two-week stay on, in your Gold Coast property. <laughs>
1: yeah no, I, I'm worth a little bit more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Tax Rate Episode 37. Join us next week. See ya. Thank
0: you, bye.